This Meeting on the Go podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm Lynn. I'm a compulsive eater. I'm a food addict. Uh, I'm definitely a century person. And I'll pass my pictures around. Um, my top weight, I stopped weighing at 270 because then it just got too scary after that. So not a whole lot after that. I don't think maybe 10 more pounds or whatever, but... Uh, that was the range I was in. And I've been in OA pretty much um, for 30 years. And my history is the first 10 years, um, I actually gained a lot of weight. I had some periods of abstinence and lost some weight. But when I came in, I came in, I think I weighed about 170. And at the end of the 10 years, I weighed 270. And in between that, I lost 100 pounds twice, but by going to an outside um, thing, while I was still going to OA, I went to um, a doctor where all all I did was drink liquid for six months and lost the weight. And OA certainly did not endorse that, but on the other hand, they didn't say you can't come to meetings if you're doing that either. Um, But as soon as I finished losing the weight on those plans, I instantly started gaining the weight back. And if you want to know what hell on earth is, it's lose 100 pounds and then gain it back. Uh, it was just horrific. And we, I was at a meeting um, Sunday in the Walnut Creek area where I live, and the topic was the shame around compulsive eating. And I realized I started feeling shame even as a little girl when I wasn't fat yet. But when people would say something like, oh, that's a big dessert, or, you know, getting caught eating something that, you know, the other children weren't eating. And so there was shame there. But then when I started gaining the weight and looked different, then there was even more shame. And then when I lost the weight, everybody said, oh, you look so wonderful, and I felt wonderful, and bought new clothes, and thought my life was going to all change, and then to gain the weight back and and be afraid to face people was, was particularly horrible. But what happened in those first 10 years was I started getting some self-esteem and some self-love And I started getting a connection with my higher power because I kept going to meetings and trying, you know, trying to work the steps, listening at meetings, trying to do service, trying to, you know, read things and write things. And I did start changing and learning. And um, I was in a a very destructive marriage at the time. It was... um, emotionally abusive to me. Um, I was told over and over I was stupid and worthless. And intellectually, I knew I wasn't stupid. I had graduated from college. I could, you know, keep up conversation with people and things like that. But my self-esteem was so bad that somewhere underneath it all, I agreed with him. I colluded with him. And so... I just, it was just very emotionally abusive. And through OA, I found the strength to leave the marriage. And I don't, still don't know how I did it except my higher power helped me because he was perfectly happy to stay in the marriage. 
and um, just live in this dysfunction. And we had three children, and I wasn't working then, and I, I just I didn't know how to do it. And I had one of those burning bush um, experiences that said to leave it. And interestingly, I left him in January, and then in August I found the abstinence that started me on the weight loss that I'm still on today. Um, at the end, what happened in August, I was um, kind of bored one night, and um, it was a Friday night, and I didn't have anything to do, so I, I asked somebody if they knew where an OA meeting was, and she said, well, I'm going to a HAL meeting, do you want to go? And I didn't want to go, and I don't know if you have HAL here, but it's just like a, it's a, it's a part of OA, but it's a little bit different. There's uh, a particular food plan, or you go on a medical food plan, and it's a little more structured um, in terms of you need to have a sponsor, you need to work the steps right away. Uh, a lot of suggestions that are very um, highly suggested that you do it to work the program. And I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But I went out of boredom, and that felt like a later a spiritual experience, and got a sponsor. And then three days later went on a vacation, and everybody in here knows you don't start abstinence when you're going on a vacation. But I wasn't thinking clearly. And what I was doing, um, when, I went, when I went there, I was literally living on sugar. I started eating sugar early in the morning. There's a lot of food that is quasi-breakfast food that is just full of sugar and fat. And then I just kept eating it. The only meals that I would eat would, um, sometimes I would eat a fast food meal for lunch. Sometimes, almost every day, I was obsessed. I had to have it. And then I would eat all afternoon, and by dinner I couldn't eat regular food. And I didn't want to, because any capacity I had to eat, I wanted to eat all this sugar food that I was addicted to. And to go overnight to eating, um, it's mostly protein and vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and very little bit of grain, to, to go doing that overnight. Again, I couldn't do that by myself. My higher power helped me do it. And I don't think there's anything particularly magical about the How Food Plan. Um, the thing that worked for me was I didn't write my own food plan because I kept trying to do that through all those 10 years in OA, and I just would you know, think I can handle certain things or I couldn't imagine living life without it or what about this or situation or that. And I just wasn't really surrendered to what I needed, and I didn't know what I needed. So this allowed me to live with a food plan that um, that worked for me. And the really the thing for me that I always need to share is I'm a real food person. I am not a person that even this. So this was 20 years ago. I lost the weight, and I I had a little blip, but I haven't weighed anything close to 270 for 20 years. And I haven't eaten totally sugar all day long for over 20 years. But I really, really enjoy the food on my food plant. 
everything I ate today tasted wonderful. I know what I'm going to eat tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not obsessed by it the way I was obsessed by the sugar, but I'm not neutral around food at all, let me tell you. I just, I go to great lengths. I go to farmer's markets this time of year to get the best vegetables and fruits, and I, you know, like it cooked, you know, the way I like it, and for a long time, it was an issue. Like, if I were going to someone's house, or especially, like, on a vacation, and I, you know, couldn't really control the food. It wasn't that I was worried about it wouldn't be abstinent, but I was worried about it wouldn't taste the way I wanted it to, to be. And I, I had a lot of, it was really hard. But I have gotten past that a lot. Uh, most of the time, if it's one meal... One day, I'm able, with my higher power and sponsor's help, to say I can do it. I can eat the protein pre- prepared that way instead of the way I like. But um, it just, to me, the two things I always like to share is, well, three things. One, don't quit before the miracle because it took me a long time to get the physical miracle. But as people who come here a lot know, there are a lot of miracles besides the food. I came here to um, get help with the food, but I've gotten help with every single part of my life. And you can imagine in 30 years I've gone through a lot of things. And every single thing I've gone through from going back to work after not working for a long time till I just retired recently, buying houses, selling houses, dating again after not doing that. I remarried to the most wonderful man. Um, All those things were people in the program that held my hand, and I'm very, very grateful for that. But So don't quit before the miracle. Food can still be good and (laughs) taste great. And then the other thing for me is the just for today is so important. Um, All those 10 years when I wasn't abstinent, I was always going to do it tomorrow or Monday or maybe after the holidays or whatever if the holidays were coming, but never today. It was never going to be today. And really all we have is today. Um, you know, I was I'm sponsoring somebody who needed to make a change in her food plan, and she, this was just like a few weeks ago, and she said, I think I'll do it Monday. And I said, well, you know, why not do it tomorrow? I talked to her in the evening for the next day, so in that case it had to be tomorrow. And so she did it, and she she called me, at, you know, and she, every day, and she kept saying, how did you know? How, how did you call me on it? And I said, I know because that's what I would have done. And the thing that the just for today, the way it's so important for me now is, you know, if I wake up and I I just don't want to do this another day because we were talking, this program's a lot of work. It's a lot of meetings, a lot of, I sponsor several people. I am sponsored. Um, I continually read, write, um, meditate, pray, eat a certain way um, that, re- that does require planning. And there's some days I think, oh, man, I'm just tired of this. Okay, all I have to do is just for today. Or I very rarely get cravings, but if I do think I really want to eat, I think, 
Okay, just today, I won't eat it. Tomorrow, if I really want it, I'll get it tomorrow. But just for today, I won't do it. The other thing that helps me is I keep my abstinence um, a priority and I work hard at it and I try to honor it. Not because anybody in OA says I have to or because my sponsor says I have to. I do it because it's what I really want to do. Even if I think I want to eat dessert with the rest of the family one day, I try to remember I really don't want to do that because that that's not really fun. And the way I know is I did try it um, after oh, seven, I never can get the dates right, but seven or eight years of abstinence, I... What happened was I ate something um, one night, and nothing happened. You know, the next day I went right back on my abstinence, and I didn't gain any weight. So I decided I was changed. I was different. I was different from everybody else. And um, so little by little, I started adding in sugar food, of course. You didn't add more broccoli. And so um, I, I left the program. I, um, unfortunately, I love the fact that this is an OA meeting, and I visit San Diego a lot, and I go to strong OA meetings there. In my area, um, the only strong meetings, we have two things. We have FA, which I don't belong to right now, and we have um, HAL, but we don't have regular OA meetings. So I couldn't go to any kind of how meeting with any integrity and be eating sugar and, and say that I'm abstinent. And so I left. And I actually didn't gain all the weight back. I Over about four years, for, for three years, I kept my weight pretty stable. And then in the fourth year, I started drinking, um, we don't mention food, but something, this high sugar drink that's very popular, and I gained the weight really, I gained um, about 30 pounds pretty quickly, because I think it made me eat more sugar stuff too, but, and then my life fell apart, how am I doing time-wise, okay, Um, at the time, my life just, a couple things happened. My mother died very suddenly, and I was very close to my mother. My mother was in AA for 25 and a half years, and she was the reason I went to OA originally. I realized I was doing with sugar what she was doing in al- with alcohol. And then we would get together and talk about the steps and our programs, and, and she was a wonderful woman, and I loved her so much, and she died very suddenly at Christmas time one year. And then I have a son um, who's a drug addict with some other mental health problems. And again, I've got I, I go to Al-Anon now, but before I went there, I got help. There are other people in OA who knew can help me with that. But he was having a lot of problems um, at the time, and thank you God, today he's not. But he he was having really bad problems. My mother had just died. Um, I just retired from teaching kindergarten, 
and it was, we had had the Christmas break, and I had to go back to school as a kindergarten teacher, and I was so depressed and in so much despair, I didn't know how I could do it. And you can't go there and be, I, I just, I didn't know how I could do it. And um, I went back to a regular how meeting that I had attended many years and walked in, and by the end of the meeting, I had just changed. I, I was able to put my life in perspective and find joy again, like overnight. And I'm not saying to people, I've, when I've shared this before, people have come up to me later and said they felt so bad because that didn't happen to them. And there's all kinds of problems we have, and we need to get whatever help we can get. And it's, it's, it's not always that simple, that if somebody's in true depression, that just going to a meeting is going to lift it. I, it's going to help. I can almost guarantee that. But anyway, I came back. That was almost five years ago. In January, it'll be five years. And I'm so glad to be back in the program. And I hope I never leave because what I realized, even though I was, quote-unquote, controlling the sugar, I was so obsessed by it. Just, I thought all day long, um, I'm going to eat this, and and it's going to be so wonderful. And I still liked all the old things to eat it by myself and under certain conditions. And I'll never forget there was this place um, in Pleasanton where I was working, and they made this thing that I just loved, and, and I could eat one big one every day, and it was fine, and I would go and buy like six at a time or 12 at a time. And I went there one day to get it, and it looked different. And I said, oh, you know, what happened? They said, well, corporation changed the recipe. And I was just devastated. I mean, it did not taste right. And it didn't give me that charge, that buzz. So even though the weight wasn't an issue, because when you've weighed 270 to weigh like 160, I mean... That's, I can live with that. If I can eat sugar and weigh 160, it's just, all right, I'll do that. But the obsession, it was, just, it was just truly miserable. And I didn't realize that until I stopped doing it. So, um, you know, that's just my story where I am. I, I hope we have time for shares because I really want to hear from people here and um I appreciate coming in and doing it. Um, just one last thing I'll share. Um, when I knew I was going to be retiring um, in June, I started thinking in March, if I go back into the food, because retiring is wonderful, but it, that was stressful also. And I had some other things going on in my life. And I thought, if I go back into the food, I'm not even going to care that I'm retired. I'm going to be just so miserable. So what I did was I increased my service. And I took on some new sponsees, and I, I took on a service position at a meeting. And I did say um, with Andrea, right, that I told her I was supposed to come quite a while ago and knew all summer I was doing that and wanted to be absent at coming here and things like that. So that that's another just little thing I like to 
say when I'm speaking, do all the service you can do. Just, you know, just do it. And because that helps so much. So I appreciate being here. And thank you. And maybe I'll come back sometime and 